Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. We are prone to complicate things rather than simplify them. And we seem to gravitate towards complexity. Sometimes if it's more complex, then it must be correct. Uh, Even if we don't understand it. I like what Albert Einstein said. He said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. The simple things that we can receive and understand and grasp a hold of, and, and let me just say this, as a believer, the thing that we battle the most sometimes when we hear the Word of God and, and things are coming to us, we get bits and pieces oftentimes, even after hearing a message that is brought before us. That's why you, we need to hear it again and hear it again and hear it again and listen to it. And then the other side of that is why we need to be faithful in the house of God because as we've been taught, we're, we're going to live this out and work together to bring that to pass and, and correcting and admonishing and serving one another, helping each other to flow in that same direction and way according to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And these simple things will have a great profound effect on our lives. You know, Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples, he told them, he said, we need to become like children. You know, oftentimes I've heard that taught in in, in messages growing up in my life. and, And, of course, you know, we always relate that to having simple faith in God. You know, we need to have faith in God. We just need to keep it simple and just say, all right, I'm just going to trust God. Now, there's an element of that in that understanding. But I want you to think about something about children. You know, I know with my kids, and I know even that being a child, they don't complicate things very much. You know, life is rather simple for them. And they, they seem to simplify you know, you tell them something and you ask them, say, now, do you understand what I'm saying? And when they communicate it, they just simplify it right right down to the bare minimum truth of understanding what they just unheard and understand. And, and it's very beautiful. And I believe that today as we learn about prayer, we're going to learn how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And I think we can pick something up from that and learn how to simplify Life. I believe as you receive and you hear the word of God today, this is going to help uncomplicate and simplify your life. That's what the word of God will do to you. That's why he says, seek first the kingdom of God. All these things is to simplify your life so you don't get overwhelmed with the pressure of the world and how they live life, trying to uh, create in us that system to choke out your life from being fruitful, satisfied, and all of those things that God says that we can have. You know, we can do the same thing that other people do, but with a whole different attitude in it. Because they're worried about it. We're not so worried about it. We know what it's for. We, we have it in its right place. Because that's not the purpose of life, what they live for. Are you hearing me right now? I mean, that's what the Bible teaches us. It's pretty simple. Put God first in all of our life because this life, come on, we need to put it in the right perspective. Colossians says, set your mind on things above, not on things beneath. 
But see how hard sometimes we're living in the world. We say, well, we can, how are we going to do that? Again, we've we got to stop loving the world. Now, I'm not talking about the people in, in salvation, but the system. And watch God, how he helps you with that in life. And how that you can even have more time and more life and better. Uh, there's, there's things that will take place. He'll help you through that process. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we're called to work hard and to be diligent in all of these things and show forth all of those, those kind of characteristics, uh, which, are, which are kingdom characteristics. But it all has its purpose and place in life. And Jesus was teaching his disciples about prayer. And in Luke chapter 11, I want to show you something. In Luke 11, verse 1, Jesus tells them how to uncomplicate this whole thing, and, and particularly concerning prayer. And I believe when we do, you're going to be able to champion your life now as God has called you to do. When you're in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as Jesus had been praying in a certain place when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. Isn't that something? You know, this is another aspect of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is that we make disciples. Let me just say this. If you believe, well, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm, I, it's just me and Jesus. I believe me and Jesus. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, Jesus is, is, is there with you and with me and with us. And thank God with the, through the Holy Spirit and all of those things. But let me just tell you something. He's not going to disciple you. So you can't do it on your own and just say it's me and Jesus and all of that wonderful things. Me and the Holy Ghost. And, he's, and that's all I need and I just need Jesus. No, you need more. You want to know how I know that? He left the earth, giving instructions to his disciples, saying to do what? Go ye into all the world and do what? Make disciples. And from that point, he taught them that, that as the church goes on, that that is the process of what we are called to do, is continually make disciples out of men. Now, that theory and theme is not in everywhere and processes and development. But it's so important. That's why we are co to commit ourselves in so many areas of our life to learn and to grow and to develop and then turn around and help others along the process too. You're continually showing it as an example of what that looks like. I tell you, it's so important. Jesus taught his disciples, and, and they said, hey, teach us like John taught his. And Jesus said this, so he begins to do this. It begins to teach them. And first of all, I want to say this. Prayer simply is communicating with God. Now, I want you to hear this. Because prayer is more than pausing our earthly life to have a moment or moments to talk to God. But this is what we do. Oftentimes with prayer, we're going to say, okay, well, we're going to pause our earthly life and have a moment to talk with God or moments in our, our day or life or week, maybe a month. I don't know how you pray. But my point is, is, is to talk with God in those moments. It's more than that. 
It's, it's more like, if I can describe it to you in our day and time, it's more like an internal GPS. And it's having constant contact with God the Holy Spirit. And when you begin to lose that contact, you begin to feel out of sorts, if you know what I'm talking about. If you, if you understand prayer, you get what I'm talking about right now. And when, you, when you're not in that place, you, you start to feel like, all right, am I, am I in the right direction? Am I, am I lost? It's kind of like an internal GPS. You could be having a, the best day. I know I've had these, and I'm sure you have too. If you've lived long enough in the body of Christ and you've been in this place walking with Jesus, you've probably had these days. Man, you're having the best day, man. You're right in the spirit. All things as well between you and God. And it's woo, 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 man. I mean, you're like, hey, this is the day that the Lord has made. Glory to God. Woo, I so feel so good. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? Well, it might be on a Wednesday, on hump day, so to speak, man. But you've been praying in your prayer closet, man. You've been worshiping the Lord. You're shouting at the Lord on the way to work or whatever it is. I don't know. And, man, you're all, woo, come on. And then all of a sudden, out of left field, your guard kind of comes down a little bit because you're having a good day, you know. And, you know, you got your strut on, you know. The swag is happening, and you're there, and everything's all good, man. And you get there, and then all of a sudden, something just, boom, comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, that feeling of being blessed, hmm, that, that, you know, it just kind of lifts because something just kind of pulled you right out of that. All of a sudden, you started getting into what I call carnal mode, you know? And, and, and you could actually get to a point where you're kind of like wanting to feel or lose your cool, you know? I mean, just a minute ago, you're all washed in the blood and feeling righteous in the sight of God, and next thing you know, you're over here going, about to curse somebody out. You ever been there? Am I the only one, you know, uh, no, all right, I see all these halos and everything. I'm sure that's the way it is I'm out there watching this. Maybe I'm the only one that deals with stuff like this, you know, I don't know. But anyhow, but, but you have to learn how to get back into that place and walk in the Spirit because you're going you're gonna to feel that. That's going to happen, and it's meant to do that to you too. Let me just tell you, Satan just tries to use those kind of things just to kind of knock, knock you out from under your feet to get you to stop doing what you were doing. And we have to learn how to get back to that and walk in that and continue to and That takes development. Listen, when you get tested and tried in that moment, when the devil tries you, because, see, God doesn't try you with sin. He's not trying to trip you up to cause you to sin. Now, Satan comes in, and he's using somebody, just something that stirs you and just trying to get you. And, and listen, you can't blame them. You, just, you have to understand what's going on there. You have to see through it deeper. Even if they're a godly person, a spouse or a child or a boss or employee or something, I don't know, a pastor, who knows? I mean, whatever it might be, whomever it might be, you need to immediately get right where you need to be in the spirit and go, yeah, all right. On the inside, you go, bless the Lord. Come on, you need to sing, learn how to, how to get back into that place as quick as you can. I'm going to help you with some of that today. Because one is we need to understand if, if we'll use our prayer and that confession and our praise time to learn how to become stable in the spirit. See, that's what we're doing. We're actually finding a place of stability. You know, James 1 says this. It says, James 1, verse 2 through 8. I'm going to quickly read this. James 1, 2 through 8. I could probably point out verse 7 uh, only, but... Uh, I think it's important to hear because we're talking about prayer made simple here. 
It says this, my brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy, maximize joy, count it all joy. When you fall into different types of temptations, when your enemy shows up, when you're not wanting your enemy to show up, when you were trying to have your blessed day and your wonderful time and all of these things, and, and you know, you're, you're in there and every, all life is good and all of a sudden something shows up, hmm? some kind of letter shows up in the mail, some kind of email comes, some kind of phone call comes, some text message comes. Out of, you know what I'm saying? Count it all joy when you fall into all these types of temptations. Well, that, that, that's not easy to do, is it? We're talking about prayer made simple. Because remember, prayer is not just our moments that we're asking God for things, even... It's about an internal GPS. It's your location. It's where you're at. And he says, count it all joy when you fall into different times. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Let patience have our perfect work. That you might be mature, perfect, and entire, wanting nothing. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And he gives it to all men liberally and doesn't correct them and abrade them for asking, no. But in verse 6, he says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For not let that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. Wow. For a double-minded man is what? Unstable. All of his ways. Unstable. How do you become unstable? Through prayer. You become stable through your continual contact with, the whole, with God through the Holy Spirit in prayer. Inside, on the inside, and with your mind, and with your mouth. You know, you have the moment of prayer, but you need to keep that moment going throughout your day, in the Spirit and in your mind. When you feel yourself drifting off in, in areas, as you're doing your job, and you're doing your business, and you're listening, and you're, you're doing things throughout your day, you need to get right back in there, and you just start going, well, bless the Lord. Yeah, I'm hearing you. What, what, yeah, mm-hmm. Do your business. You'll find out you'll make clear direction, and a lot of times you'll have a quicker answer. You'll have more clarity in thought. You'll have a peace on, inside of your heart. You'll have uh, things start showing up and, and you, you, your mind starts trying to worry and get anxious and start trying to put it and categorize it in something that, that, that steals you of your joy and robs you of your peace and, and tries to tell you, you know, you're a failure, you're not going to have good success and all of these things about to fall down all around you. All of a sudden you go, wait a minute, hey. No matter if everything falls around me, glory to God. Hey, I could do that again. I mean, God's, God's good towards me. I mean, there's an anointing in my life to finish this. And Satan, you might try to come in, but you don't, you don't rule over me, over the outcomes of my life. Because you've got your priority in your mind in the right direction. Your heart's in the right direction. And you go, okay, well, praise God. I know God's got, God's got it. I'm, I'm going to walk in him. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to follow him. I'm not going to sweat this. I know, that's, I know it sounds easier said than done, but it's learning how to continually pray, have a continual prayer life. You know, Paul taught his disciples, those around him in the church, to pray continually. Never stop praying. You know, I have woken up many a night just praying. I can't tell you, I've had, I've, I've, I've had uh, dreams before, just I've been sitting there dreaming, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm dreaming, I'm praying, I wake up and I'm praying. 
I woke up in the, in the middle of the night just praying in the Spirit. Going, well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because it's continual. When you, when you get in the habit of it, you'll find yourself having that habit. You know, I've had people, and talking with them, and they'd ask me, should we teach our children how to pray? Because we want them to have an authentic relationship with God. Think about that. Should we teach our children how to pray? Because we want them, if we do, that might not be authentic because we're teaching them how to pray. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. These are full-grown people. I want you to think about something. The Bible says train your children the way they should go. Yes, you should teach them how to pray. One, you have to model it too. That means you, you, you know, get them around. All right, guys, we're going to have a little prayer time right here. We're not just going to pray over our food and for our nighty-night night times, you know. We're, we're going to have a little bit of time of prayer. We'll pray over our family, pray over the church, pray over the, the body of Christ. We're going to pray over this. We're going to pray over the schools and all the kids in the school. We're going to be praying. Are you with me? You say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not that religious. It's like, what? You got a wrong mind. This isn't about religion. This is about relationship. It's about learning how to walk in the Spirit. It's learning how to develop a, a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit of God in you and you in Him in a, in a way of communication. We not need to be double-minded. We need to be stable. Prayer will make you stable in the spirit and in the mind, emotionally. I tell you what, if you're battling emotional Issues you're finding yourself have battling thoughts and emotional issues, get in prayer. Pray in the Spirit. Your mind will get quiet. The joy, the joy of the Lord will start arising. Begin to praise. And whenever something starts, when, when, you know, you might even have a, a, a spouse at, at times, you know, get you off of that, you know, kind of knock you off of that a little bit. I don't know. And all of a sudden, uh, that takes place. Well, what do you do? You're just going to go there and go, you know, lose all control? Or we're going to go, oh, whoa, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. I'm going to get there. I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get right in the spirit. Time out just for just. Forgive me. Help me, Jesus. Hey, I'm back. What was you saying, sweetie? Oh. Come on. Is learning how to continually do it. Have you ever been just driving down the road and you looked at your maps and you saw that little blue dot in your GPS kind of off to the side of the road? And you're, you're still on the road, but your GPS is just kind of wandering, you know, over here. You ever, you ever seen that? I mean, I, I mean, I've turned left and the thing was going that way and I'm going, am I going the right way with this? Man, you know, I'm in the city because I don't know anywhere around the city. I'm driving to the city, man. That, it's hard. Sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm turning. And I'm really watching that map because sometimes it goes that way. And I went this way and all of a sudden it comes back, you know, you know, catches back up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's like that. We're like that in the spirit. We're like that little blue dot. And sometimes we, get, we're, we might be on the same. We, we're, look, we're doing what we do every day. We're driving down the road. And we look down, and then we're kind of off over here instead. But we're on the road. We're on the right track, but we're off in the spirit. We're not, we're not connected in the right way that we need to be in the spirit with God. Even though you're doing what he told you to do, your last thing that he told you to do, and you know you're in the will of God, but you're just not in there yet. You need to get yourself back on that place. 
Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.